Welcome to From the Bleachers, a podcast of Sandburst University's KLA FM. My name is Logan Howell. In this episode, I talked to Sandburst University head football coach Mike Margistrelli. I found out who the starting quarterback will be in this unprecedented spring season, as well as how his players are adjusting to the schedule switch. Welcome to From the Bleachers, a Sandburst University podcast. With me today is men's head football coach Mike Magistrelli. Mike, thanks for being here today. You bet. So, one thing I want to ask you is obviously COVID is affecting all sports. And what changes have you made or implemented to help keep the players as well as the coaches safe? Yeah, you know, a number of different things. Obviously, like you mentioned, there's a, a number of protocols that are in place. Obviously, uh, you know, it starts with uh, like temp checking the guys. So, so obviously, they do the. Uh, Health check 360 in the morning, like every every student does on campus. But beyond that, once they come to the football facility, uh, we temp check them upon entrance um, to the facility. They also have they're required to wear a mask, obviously within the facility and, and those type of things. Um, we do a number of things, uh, you know, out on the practice field as well. Um, guys are required to uh, have a mask, you know, uh, kind of the gator style mask around their around their neck, and, and uh, as soon as their helmet comes off, their their gator is to go up. Their their uh, mask is to go up and um, we do a number of other things in terms of like uh, wiping down of equipment uh, after every practice all the you know the blocking dummies all those type of things um, guys do a, the same type of thing with their helmet and shoulder pads after practice uh, you know within the within the facility as well so there's a number of different things that uh, you know it took a little getting used to initially uh, but obviously you, you can see the benefits and and uh, you know, keeping guys healthy and all those type of things is obviously at the forefront and, and uh, you know, really commend, uh, you know, Dean Bochamp, our head athletic trainer and his staff for the job that they do and, and uh, obviously all the uh, all the players for, for following those protocols. Speaking of things that have gotten changed, playing in the spring, <laughs> what, what do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, it, it's obviously very, very unique, um, you know, on the one hand, just excited to play at any time, and that that's probably the the, the biggest thing. And I and I think I can speak for the players when I say that hey, we're just we're just excited to be able to play. And and obviously, uh, you know, like everybody's preference would have been to play in the fall, like like traditional and, and those type of things. But obviously, when that was not actually you know not a reality, um, the next best thing is to uh, be able to play in the spring. So we're excited to uh, you know to, we have a nine game schedule, so we'll have a have a chance to uh, play for a conference championship and postseason play and all those type of things. So everything's still out in front of us. It, it, it'll certainly be a little different playing in the spring in terms of uh, you know we'll start practicing in January and and playing in early February. So there there'll certainly be some challenges that you're not used to facing at the beginning of the season from a weather standpoint. That usually you're. Uh, dealing with, you know, again, a little bit maybe at the end of your fall season. So, uh, again, some unique challenges, but some uh, exciting opportunities at the same time. And in that spring season, were you in on that decision at all, decision at all or was it more of just kind of a surprise for you even when that was set down? Well, there, there were some things you had some say in and other things you really didn't. Um, you know, obviously being in the state of Iowa, we were in a situation where, you know, potentially we had the opportunity to possibly play some games in the fall, um, but obviously the majority of our conference is, is made up of, of Chicago area schools, and obviously, uh, you know, that kind of limited our ability to, to potentially play any games this fall with some of the COVID restrictions, uh, you know, those Chicago area teams are facing. So, you know, there, were, there was, uh, you know, not a lot that you could control at that point. Um, you know, again, we did have the opportunity to maybe find a game or two this fall, uh, but the challenge began to... Uh, to really surface, uh, who are you going to play? You know, who is who is regional that uh, is able to play this fall? Um, you know, for example, a, a number of the 
you know, Division three leagues have moved to the spring as well and things like that. So you're, you're really limited on, on what opponents and, and who you could find. So, um, you know, didn't have a whole lot of control over that. Uh, we were fortunate this fall. We kind of, you know, more or less flip-flop semesters to where this fall we did more of a spring practice, um, practice four days a week, um, lifted twice a week as well. Um, again, similar to what we do in the springtime. Um, we were fortunate we did get a chance to to line up against Eldworth, Ellsworth Community College a couple, uh, I guess it'll be a week ago, and uh, kind of a good way to wrap up the fall and those type of things. It was great to uh, uh, line up against somebody else and, and see where you stack up and where you measure up and those type of things. So, uh, you know, there, there's things that you can control and things you can. And so you brought up the scrimmage. Do you think that went well? Yeah, uh, you know, really, really thought it did. Uh, you know, I, I give uh, Ellsworth a lot of credit. Uh, you know, the, the we kind of, you know, reached out to each other and said, hey, is this something we could possibly do? And then obviously there was a number of things beforehand for the uh, protocol procedures and all those type of things and making sure that we uh, – could do it and do it safely and uh you know again i give them a lot of credit i give the athletic training staff from from both universities a ton of credit on that and you know from purely a football standpoint it was again just just great to line up against somebody else other than your own offense your own defense every day in practice and and uh get a chance to see where you uh where you measure up and i, and I think there was a number of things we did throughout the scrimmage that i thought we did really really well and uh very pleased with and then obviously there's things within the scrimmage that you're going to look at and say, hey, we need to get better at this or clean this up. And, then, and that's exactly why you, uh, why you have a scrimmage. And so obviously being a coach of a team, part of that's reading your players a little bit. Do you think the players have responded well to the flipping schedule? And also you talked about switching your practice schedules. It's almost like a whole new season in the fall. Yeah, it really is. And obviously there's no blueprint for what we're going through and what we're dealing with. And and that was one of my concerns as, as a coach was going into this, you know, how are the players going to respond and those type of things. And, and man, I, I couldn't be happier with the, uh, uh, the players and the leadership within the players of, of how we've uh, kind of handled this situation. And, and again, I don't, I don't think it's any, anything that anybody would have chose going into the situation. But obviously, uh, knowing that we do have the opportunity to play and do have the opportunity to, to have a have you know a nine game schedule and a full season and those type of things. I think that was everybody's biggest priority was um, finding a way that we could play. And so uh, you know again I give those guys a, a ton of credit. Uh, we got a great group of not only captains and seniors but uh, guys all throughout all levels of our program. And to touch on the summer a little bit, you said you really did some things you had control of, some you didn't. And what was it like going through a summer not knowing what was going to happen? Were you going to have a season? Just being in that confusion. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, it, it's hard to put into words. You know, as you kind of track the, uh, you know, the virus and the spread, and and uh, you know, you go back to last spring, and all of a sudden, you know, we're not going to have spring practice all of a sudden, and and then you see it kind of, uh, you know, become more widespread, and all of a sudden. You know, at some point you start to realize, hey, the the fall is potentially in jeopardy here, and then as you get closer, you realize, boy, this may head into the winter and all those type of things. So, um, like I said, there there's no blueprint, there's no, uh, you know, I guess right or wrong way. Um, you know, our approach is it's kind of always been in our program is to, is to find a a positive way to deal with any situation. You know, how quickly and positively can we adjust and and adapt and overcome and that's kind of what you were forced to do on pretty much a continual basis throughout the summer and in the fall here and those type of things. And again, that's where um, you know you got to have uh, you know an administration and, and a, a athletic department, a, a, 
you know, training staff, all those type of things that are willing to be flexible and adjust and all those things. And so I feel very fortunate with, uh, you know, the way everything did turn out this fall. And so another part, a big part of your fall would be you'd having recruits coming in and visits, visits like that. How has that changed for you? Well, it has changed. Uh, you know, we, in a, in a normal year, we do some uh, recruiting during the fall, during the season, but obviously our emphasis usually is on trying to win football games and those type of things. We will do some game day visits and such like that where we have recruits on campus, but the majority of the recruiting typically took place after the season was over. Um, and, and this year, everything's just kind of thrown upside down to where, uh, you know, especially with the state of Illinois not playing high school football right now and, and us having so many, uh, you know, Illinois recruits and things like that. Um, you know, we, uh, we've had a lot of visits. Um, in, in fact, we're well over 100 guys, 100 visits that we've had of guys on campus checking out the university and the program and all those type of things. And obviously, you know, what is a typical visit has changed in, in terms of what, uh, what, what, you, what you do and how you kind of conduct the visits and those type of things. So uh, just like everything else, I think we've, we've adapted and overcome. And, and I think, uh, you know, very excited with the way recruiting's going at this point. Um, you know, it's something that... Uh, even from just a timeline standpoint, it's different than every other year. I, I think we'll uh, you know, look to probably wrap up recruiting earlier than normal because we do have to go into a season that we have to you know, prepare to win games and all those type of things. So um, every, everything is just a little bit different this year. Yeah, and let's get into the season a little bit. The quarterback position is obviously one of the more important positions in all of sports. And last year you had three different quarterbacks get quite a bit of playing time in. How was that? How important was that for you, knowing you have three guys that you can trust putting out there any given day? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's really uh, the quarterback has been kind of a night and day uh, difference from a year ago to this year, where you know you mentioned last year, you know, had uh, had three different guys start start games for us, and, and you know, through a rash of injuries, uh, you know, by the end of the season, we were as thin a uh, you know quarterback room as there probably was in the country uh, at that position, and and now we come into the you know, this year, and we're about as deep as anybody in the country. So, um, you know, we, it, it's a great luxury to have. We have a number of guys that we feel can uh, can play and win us football games. Um, so that's a, a great asset. You know, the the ironic thing is coming out of last year with, uh, you know, both John Beckendorf, Dino Borelli playing, and then uh, uh, Declan McDonald taking over, you know, kind of towards midseason and playing the rest of the season. Um, you know, Declan as a freshman is the guy that has the most starting experience. And so that's really uh, – Really provides a you know great challenge uh, in, in terms of a competitive you know quarterback position and those type of things and so uh, that that's been something that's been a, a luxury for us this fall. And so, is there any idea who that starter may be? Or is it still all in the works? Well, I tell you what, John Beckendorf has really emerged as the as the starter. Um, you know, we we kind of evaluate it throughout and, and here through fall and um, you know went into the scrimmage and prepared for the scrimmage that way and I thought he had a, had a very good day in the scrimmage, but. Uh, you know, there's there's a number of guys, like I said, that can can play that position at a high level. Um, you know, we got some guys like uh, Aaron Kusman, who's a, who's a senior for us. Uh, he missed the year, missed the season a year ago, um, with a knee injury that he had suffered in spring practice the year before. And so he's another guy that we feel very confident in. And then we got some some young guys, some freshmen that came in and have done a really really good job. So um, it's uh, like I said, you know, we're about as deep as you could possibly be right now at quarterback. And so. Who are some of these key veterans on this team that you're going to expect to be the leaders for you? Yeah, there's a number of guys. You know, I, I think a lot of things start with uh, with our defense. We play outstanding defense. Uh, Bernard Buhaki over there, Griffin Zajac would be two guys that, 
you know, really kind of set the tone for us defensively, um, you know, with their, with their play, with their leadership, uh, their enthusiasm, those type of things in, in, you know, every day in practice and obviously on game day and, you know, in the, in the Saturdays and stuff like that. But um, there's a number of guys, you know, Ethan Mebeck would be another guy on the defensive side that uh, really does a great job. Ryan Zitkus is a, you know, a, a returning starter for us there in the defensive line. And then, uh, you know, offensively, there, there's also a handful of guys, uh, um, you know, guys up front in the, in the offensive line. Um, Dylan Souza is a, a guy that's played a ton of football for us right now. He'll be a senior this year and, uh, you know, expect big things out of him, uh, you know, up front. And then, uh, you know, got a great group of uh, wide receivers and, and backs and all those type of things. So, again, a lot of, a lot of leadership kind of throughout the program. But, uh, you know, certainly excited to, to see those guys play. And what can we expect from this team come this spring? Well, I, I think uh, I think you'll see a team that you know continues to play very good defense. I thought we did a great job of that a year ago. You know, I thought we were inconsistent offensively, and, and part of that you can trace to the, to the you know the I guess the lack of continuity at the quarterback position and those type of things. And I, and I think this year, um, you know, I feel like offensively we'll be much more dangerous. Uh, we'll be able to run the football, throw the football, uh, be much more. Uh, uh, you know, multifaceted offensively to where I think we're a team that's gonna gonna you know play very very good football week in and week out and have a chance to uh, win each and every Saturday. And one last question here for you: How has it been working with Athletic Director Mike Holmes throughout all this situation? Obviously, he's been a key guy in all this. And how has that been for you? Well, it's been great. You know, Mike's a very uh, down-to-earth type guy, um, very approachable. Um, you know, we, we've worked through a number of situations, uh, you know, this fall. And, and uh, he's always had the, uh, I guess, the best interest of the athlete, you know, first and foremost. And, and, and so that's always been, uh, you know, great to know that, that he has that mindset. And, and you know, you, you come to him with some different ideas, and he's always willing to, to look at things and, and find a way to get things done. So it's been, uh, it's been really, really a good working relationship. Coach, I really appreciate you being here and doing an interview with me here today. Oh, yeah. Excited to be here. That concludes this episode of From the Bleachers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to From the Bleachers. In the next episode, I talk to Sambro's softball coach, Ron Farrell. We discuss how softball has been affected by the pandemic, which players he expects to step up this season, and how the popping of the bubble affects the team.